Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you both in your life and financial vineyard. We hope to take you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different pellets that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine. Today, we will be talking about home and renter's insurance. This is a series, part three of a series that we are talking about insurance for the month of September. But before we get into that, as always, I wanted to give you my tip for this week's wine. This week, we continue our adventure, you want to call it that, into the land of Cab Franc. Now, I know if you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard me bring this particular type of wine up many, many times, but I'm always, I always am drawn to it. So I'm going to go to a standby, a good old fashioned standby for one of our favorite everyday Cab Francs, and that's from Bully Hill. We just want to mention that it is an adventure when you go to Billy Hill. Now, they're not known for their dry reds at all, but they do have a couple that will entice you, if you want to say that, including their Space Shuttle Red, which is predominantly made up of Cab Franc with some other red blended in there. So we hope you enjoy that tip for this week, and let's dive into our topic on home and renter's insurance. So again, this is the third in the sort of series that we've been doing. So if you want to hear the first two, just go back into the podcast uh, for September and you will first listen to the quick guide and then the auto and other motor vehicles insurance coverage. This week is homeowners and uh, renters. And evaluating insurance and the different options can be overwhelming. We understand that. That's why we're breaking it down into a variety of different discussions. We are hoping to make it easier with this additional class on homeowners and renters. And, you know, we want you to look at some of the basic. Most policies are broken down just like with auto. You look at your declaration page and they're broken down into different sections. We're going to walk through the various sections with you in this podcast. So first, it's the dwelling. The dwelling is your residence and attached garages. You can have different types of coverage for residents, actual cash value or replacement value. Actual cash value ensures your home for what it is worth right now. Replacement value ensures you ensures your home for what it would be worth to replace your home if it was rebuilt in today's world. 
that's a big deal. I just want to pause for a second because as I'm recording this on um, early in early September, you know that the replacement value based on supply chain and availability of supply is actually much more expensive than if you were to sell your home, even though home values have been driven up. So it's really important to know that which you have and whether you're going to self-fund the difference between replacement, replacement value and actual cash value or bump it up to replacement value. So here's an example. If your home is 20 years old and the kitchen hasn't been updated under actual cash value, you may get very little if the kitchen actually were to be damaged. The old stove may have been depreciated to $1. Replacement value, say, replace what is similar. So new stove, but maybe not as fancy of a cooktop. If your policy is replacement value, the insurance company requires that the house be insured to a certain percentage of replacement costs. Most policies require the house to be insured at least 85% of the value. Remember, it's not the sale price of the property, but the rebuilding cost. In other words, if your house burns down totally, what is the average building cost per square foot in your area today to get it rebuilt? I hope that doesn't happen to you. Sometimes your insurance agent or company will adjust your coverage up every year to make sure that the coverage is in line, but it is always good practice to ask what the actual rebuilding costs are for your area. The company and or its agent are not liable for the inaccurate estimate. There is a website, www.hmfax.com. The cost is about $10 to have a detailed estimate created for you. It may be worth doing every few years. I recently realized, um, I ran mine recently and realized that the furnished basement had never been entered into a system. So they were insuring the property without taking that into account. The basement um, could have a deck added onto it in some cases and replacement costs could be different than what the insurance company has listed. So, you know, you may find that for your home to be rebuilt, to meet the 85% requirement, it needs to be, there needs to be a higher level of, of coverage and, and it may need to be insured for more. In other words, if you paid for replacement value, you would want to make sure you received replacement value. Something else that you'll see on your policy is other structures. Other structures are usually covered at 10% of the value of the policy and typically follow whether it's replacement value or actually cash, actual cash value. So if you have $300,000 of dwelling coverage, then you'll have about $30,000 in structure coverage. The shed might be fine, but the barn, workshop, and unattached garage or other buildings may not be covered unless you notify the insurance company and ask for that coverage. Just be sure to verify what it is and what it isn't and what is covered and what isn't. Another item on the policy is going to be contents. Contents are the things inside your house and outbuildings, such as furniture, clothing, electronics. Your policy may also cover other items under transport, whether the whether or not whatever the method is, such as a laptop in your car, lost luggage, jewelry in a hotel room or in your car. There can be different limits for different items. 
That is why it's important to provide a list of valuables to the insurance company and get clarity on coverage, unless you're okay with just getting $5,000 for a $50,000 of jewelry or $500 for an antique selling at $25,000. Appraisals and inventories are important for um, really getting the value that you pay for. Loss of use is another line items. Now that could be for any particular thing. Um, and I, a, a funny story, I guess you want to say is, um, no, no joke. One of our clients had a family of skunks make the house uninhibitable for a, a period of time that gave them money, their insurance, their homeowner's insurance would, because they had to have some, <laughs> They had to have somebody come in and clean and it took some time to do that. And the smell was so bad. Their homeowners, they actually filed a homeowner's insurance policy so that they could have cleaning cleaners come in and do a really thorough job getting the smell out. And that gave them money to stay in a hotel room or to rent while the critical repairs were done. And in that particular situation, the house was cleaned. It also pays for other expenses such as groceries, um, those kinds of things that, you know, you have extra spending that you might have while you're not occupying your house because you could have lost all of those things when you had to vacate. It's usually a percentage such as 30% of the coverage of a resident. If your house is insured for 200000 it may cover around $60,000 of living expenses. However, there are maybe time limits and daily caps. So you'll want to look at that portion of your policy. Liability. This is one of those things we keep harping on. Liability is for the contractor fixing your roof who falls off or your neighbor who is helping you with a project and gets injured, the postman, the babysitter, the visiting child, or anybody else that enters your home that can be injured and then ultimately sue you. If you are found liable, the policy will cover you. The insurance company will help, or most likely, I should say may, not will, but most likely will help with legal costs depending on several factors. There are per incident limits, coordinating this with an umbrella policy so that the amounts are kept low in this policy, but covered in the umbrella policy can save money. Now, remember we talked about umbrella policies with auto insurance. So an umbrella policy can go over both your home and uh, auto. So it can serve as an extra um, policy that covers both in the event that you were to get sued in either of those situations. Medical for others is also in this policy, just like it was in the auto policies. And this is not for family members. It's usually something like $5,000. Finally, there are optional coverages that should be considered based on your location and your lifestyle. All right. So digging into homeowner exclusions, and this is important. Exclusions are very important. While there may be many nuances and exclusions and policies, there are a few that are critical to understanding and to review. So the biggest one is floods or earth movement um, in your home, right? Those could be the biggest areas. If your home is in one of the danger zones, you may want to add special coverage. Look for the official site of FEMA. Here you can enter your address and see how it defines you. Minimal flood hazard or higher. Another site is flood zone, which tells you the range and gives you quotes for getting coverage. Uh, We've once dealt with a client whose home was demolished by a mudslide and it wasn't covered. 
They had a mortgage of slightly over $500,000, no home, no possessions, and their insurance covered nothing. For another few hundred dollars each year, they would have been covered. It's important to look and see what's excluded. Property, other kind of exclusions can be intentional damage, pests, pet damage, mold, fungus, and auto in a garage. Speaking of mold and fungus, um, they're a whole another issue you want to make sure, especially depending on where you live, is coverage because it can be critical to the address. Um, when you, you can go to do something simple like fix a shower, you can find a buildup of mold and all the shower wall is rotten. The floor could be rotten. The contractor could get injured because it's, you know, something that is damaged. And so, you know, those could all be not covered if your insurance doesn't have it in there. Other pests might be because of termites, wood, wood ants, those kinds of things. And they frequently aren't covered and sometimes are very hard to spot. So you really want to ask your agent what's most common in your area and what the signs are and if it's excluded. So, you know, that you know that and you're not, you're planning for it. Um, It's always good to have that emergency money just in case. Policies also exclude liability to motorized vehicles. So if the garage burns and the auto isn't covered under the homeowner's policy, depending on the policy, it may be covered under your auto policy. So again, look to see what's covered in your homeowner's policy. As I mentioned, liability in certain circumstances also isn't covered. Home businesses and hired help are two areas that you will want to make sure you explore explore with your agent. Have a relative living with you contact the company to make sure you don't need to increase or change your coverage so that their belongings are covered. Could be that you're renting a room out just temporarily. Again, call them um, to let them know so that their contents may be covered or even better, have them carry renter's insurance as such. It's what the insurance company doesn't know that can bite you. And of course, speaking of bites, that includes having pets. Yeah. They don't know about them, they'll exclude coverage from it. We also want to make sure that you know about homeowner limits, um, other things not covered. That could be cash. Um, I should probably back up other things that are not covered. It could be cash. That money that you have in the safe, make sure it's a fireproof state safe. If you have stock certificates, like physical stock certificates, some people do still carry them. They are not covered. Paperwork, not covered. Signed personal notes and arrangements, of course, not covered. You better have them either in your secure cloud folder or in a fireproof safe. There are many limits and exclusions for items such as jewelry, which are easy to lose or have have could be stolen. Antiques are tough to replace, right? So, and businesses just aren't covered. So unless it's specifically included in the policy, know that if something happens because of a result of your business, that claim may not be covered. By looking at your possessions and your activities and reading the specifics of your policy, you can spot holes. I know it's boring. Think of it as a giant puzzle though, where you can write the value of what you have and then what you want would want to get back. Again, a home inventory, super important. Take your phone, video your house. If you're feeling pressed for time, just do a quick run through. You don't have to actually list everything, but that would be, and then just upload that to the the cloud so that it's available for you. 
Okay, now I want to talk about premium factors. So we've talked about coverage. Now I want to talk about premium factors. What can you do to influence the homeowner's premium? Of course, checking on what the homeowner's insurance costs and whether the home is in a flood or mudslide zone or whatever it might be before buying the house is super possible. But that's in the past once you've owned the house. Here are some factors that influence homeowner's premiums. Some you can do with um, something about, others they are what they are. So what can you do? Be very clear on what you're buying. Drop the useless riders and make sure the big risks are covered. Amazingly, once again, keep your credit score good. As I mentioned with the auto policy, this is an influence on the premium that you're paying. Your career choice and job title can also make a difference. Don't file small claims. A $3,000 claim with a $1,000 deductible may get you $2,000 in covered damage, but it could increase your premium. So you have to look at the long-term effect on that. Take a deductible that's slightly higher and use that savings to um, provide liability. And just remember, like neighborhoods, details, crime, hydrants, fire, like location of fire departments, conditions of the home, materials and age of the home, those all come into play when it comes to the actual premium factors. Now let's move into talking about renter's insurance. Here's some basics, right? So renter's coverage provides financial reimbursement to cover a tenant's loss of damage. Possessions as a, as would be a result of fire, theft, or vandalism. It can also cover tenant's liability in the event that a visitor is injured on the premise. What it doesn't cover is any damage to you or your overflowing like washer that make the rental unit damage unless it's specifically purchased within the policy. Many rental uh, places will require you to have some insurance. Comparing your lease to your rental coverage can be a real eye-opener. If you are renting to someone, require this coverage and check to make sure it's in force. Don't have much stuff you say? Fine, cover your possessions for a minimal amount, but consider having liability coverage. Um, Just remember clothes, shoes, those kinds of things cost money too. So it's not just that your couch is old and it, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't cost much to replace. If you had to move out and you had to buy all of those items, and even if you're a minimalist, you're going to have some expenses. But as I mentioned, at least consider having liability coverage. A worker hired by an apartment complex injured in your apartment, you may be liable. The other issue to look at is whether it's uh, there's a water backup coverage. Like I said, if the washer overflows the, and the damage and it damages the um, apartment below, you may be on the hook for both apartments, uh, yours and the other renters. So be aware of that. Um, some items that you want to be aware of with renter sur- in- insurance, policies are written for the people and the possessions they own and any direct relatives such as a sister or a child or spouse. Your best friends who staying with you or joint renter needs their own coverage. Their possessions and liability claims are not covered. High-end items often have limits, so check that out. Um, it's a it's personal coverage, so the computer from work not covered. Run a home business to make money not covered. Some breeds of dogs cannot be covered for liability, so check that out. 
if, if, for example, unfortunately, I, I know they can be very loving animals, but pit bulls have a very high risk rating. And that if they were to bite a delivery man or a party goer who tries to open, you know, the cage or to pet them, often it's not covered because of their breed. Water damages, floods, backup sewers, and overflowing washers are often not covered unless added specifically. And find out, are you getting depreciated cost, which is actual cash value? What would that be, you know, what would the item be sold for online? Or what is the cost to replace it? Be sure you know, don't just look at the limits and the coverage amounts. And finally, you can typically get discounts if you have a car, then rental insurance um, are, if your rental and car insurance are paired together, then you often can get a discount just like combining a home policy. So just like last week, we uploaded a form that you can fill out to uh, get some updated quotes from different insurance companies. So you can send that out like almost like a request for proposal so that you can do your homework and see if you're getting the best coverage for the items that you have. Make sure to get appraisal for high value items such as artwork and antiques or jewelry because this is something that you know changes over the years. So when you didn't own it last time, you may very much own it now. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at RootedPG for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.